sink in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an extra spooky episode of Vegemication. Ooh, spooky. I'm scared already. <laughs> My name is Nicolette. And I'm Bridget. And we're going to learn all about the history of the pumpkin, how trendy the pumpkin is, and what you can do with a pumpkin, and how to grow your own. PSL? <laughs> PSL. Hashtag. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> to start us off, let's just learn a little bit about the history of the pumpkin. So the name pumpkin actually originates from the Greek word for large melon, which is pepon, and then pepon was nasalized by the French into pompon, and uh-huh. then the English changed pompon to pumpion, but um, which is actually referred to by Shakespeare in Merry Wives of Windsor, and then the American colonists changed pumpion into pumpkin, and the pumpkin is actually referred first in the story Cinderella, like the old fairy tale, but it's also referred to in the Legend of Sleepy Hollow as well as Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater. Um, alongside the white history, um, Native Americans also dried strips of pumpkin and wove them into mats in the Americas, and they also roasted long strips of pumpkin on the open fire and ate them. And when you think about pumpkin pie, you think of usually like a crust filled with like some sort of pumpkin, like spices and all that, and that's actually not what the original pumpkin pie looked like. Um, typically colonists would slice off the top of the pumpkin, remove the seeds, and then fill the inside with milk, spices, and honey, and then bake that, um, in hot ashes. So a little different from I read that also in my research, and I thought that sounded delicious. It does sound really good, and a lot easier, honestly. Yeah, I don't know why we need all these pans. We definitely need to start (laughs) going back to the way they made that. And pie crust is also just really hard to make, so Mm -hmm. good for them. And it's often said that without pumpkins, many of the early settlers might have died from starvation, so the pumpkin was super important, Yeah, in case you didn't know, (laughs) besides PSL, which we'll get into. Right. And the pilgrims were also known to make pumpkin beer, so they actually fermented a combination of persimmons, hops, maple maple sugar, and pumpkin to make this early colonial brew. Yum! October Fest! Let's get it started! (laughs) Speaking of October, thanks for that great transition, Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the history of the jack-o'-lantern, because um, when I first brought up this idea for this podcast to be about pumpkins, mainly it was because I personally, selfishly, wanted to learn why pumpkins are associated with Halloween, and like... Why do we carve into pumpkins? It's kind of weird if you think about it. Great question. Yeah, it's really (laughs) weird. It doesn't make any sense. Why don't we do that for bananas in the summertime? Yeah. And so this actually comes from an old Irish myth about a man named Stingy Jack. And so Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him, but he didn't want to pay for his drink. So then he convinced the... Classic Stingy Jack. (laughs) Classic Stingy Jack. Just sticking to his name. Um, And so the devil actually turned him into a coin so that Jack could use that to buy their drinks. But then once the devil did that, Jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket, but he couldn't do that because then the devil couldn't change back into his original form. Um, So Jack eventually freed the devil. This is a really long story. Sorry, guys. But it's kind of interesting. It's so interesting. Um, And yes, so Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. Oh, so... Signed his soul away. That's kind of scary. Yikes. <laughs> the next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for ten more years. And so, soon after that, Jack died, and as the legend goes, um, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven, and so... 
the devil just had Jack playing all these tricks and he would actually go into the dark night with just a burning coal and he would put that inside a carved out turnip and just kind of roam the earth with this like carved out turnip with a burning coal in it. Yeah. Same! (laughs) I did that exact same thing last weekend. It's so crazy. It's a really great way if you don't have a flashlight, you just put a burning coal into a carved out turnip. So um, the Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure of this man carrying around a carved out turnip with a coal inside as Jack of the Lantern, which later turned into simply Jack-o'-lantern. And so yeah, the original Jack-o'-lanterns were actually carved from turnips, potatoes, or beets before they moved on to pumpkins. So interesting. Yeah. Imagine if we had just a bunch of like, carved beets sitting around. I mean, I think we could start the neighborhood trend here, honestly. We I don't mean. have a lot of time, but I think we should start. I so agree. that's just a little bit of the history of the pumpkin. It's pretty interesting vegetable fruit. Let's find out. Okay, so here's a little bit of the trendiness of the pumpkin. Something that's interesting this week is that we're taking the trendiness back to the garden. We're taking it back. Yeah, and we're going to start with the three sisters. Ooh. Yeah, this is a, a term that refers to the combination of planting corns, beans, and squash together. So pumpkins are obviously included in this. It's also called companion planting. Wow. Oh, it's so beautiful. I like <laughs> Good cry. Oh so my squash. it started. The Native Americans used to. Oh my squash! The Native Americans used to plant um, corn, beans, and squash together because the corn stalks were strong and tall, obviously, and so the beans could wrap around them and strengthen them even more wow. so. Mm-hmm. And then that would protect them from wind. And the beans are also nitrogen fixing, and yes. so the soil became stronger. And corn doesn't have very deep roots Mm -hmm. and that's where the squash would come in Mm -hmm. and it would produce um, or provide shade for the ground and prevent weeds and pests and so the three of them together are companions like we've never seen before trifecta right wow and it it just so happens that I just finished a chapter in my book called braiding sweetgrass Mm -hmm. by Robin Wall Kimmerer and the chapter was about the three sisters and it's so so fascinating. She finds it so sad to look at corn today and mm-hmm. cornfields today and see that they don't have the companions that they need. Yeah. Um, which is very true. Corn needs and, companions. Yes, it does. And she talks about, she, here's just a quote of hers. Um, she says, the most important thing each of us could know is our unique gift and how to use it in the world. Individually, um, we are cherished and nurtured. Because in order for the whole to flourish, each of us has to be strong in who we are and carry our gifts with conviction so that they can be shared with others. Being among the sisters provides a visible manifestation of what community can become when its members understand and share their gifts. That is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. (laughs) If you needed a pump up from this podcast, that was it. That That was was a pumpkin up, if I've ever heard one. (laughs) It's so beautiful. So Columbus brought his seeds back to Europe. Um, the pumpkin seeds back to Europe, and unfortunately, he they just didn't take off the way that they did in the United States. Ooh. So the Native Americans were consuming them for years. Yeah, and when they were brought over to Europe, they only gave them to pigs. What pig food? Yeah, ah. pumpkins are not just pig no, food. Pumpkins are everything food. Not just down the pigs, but yeah, pigs are important. But oh, Columbus. <laughs> um, so. That's- Let's talk about the trendiness of pumpkin. You know, like, I want to get into Twitter and all of that. Like, hashtag oh, PSL. shall we? Because 
Um, in the fall, hashtag PSL is on average used more than 3,000 times 3, every day on Twitter. That's insane. PSL. Oh, it's my insane. Have you ever had a pumpkin spice latte? Oh, I have. I love pumpkin <laughs> spice lattes. Isn't that insane? I had one once. They're delicious. <laughs> um, I have pumpkin spice in the cabinet. I know. And I'm I thinking about it. adding it to coffee tomorrow. It sounds delicious. It is delicious. Um, it is now available in nearly 50 countries throughout the Americas. Um, PSL was the original beverage code for pumpkin spice latte written by baristas, and mm. it just kind of took off yeah. from there. Um, it has A recipe has been unchanged in 11 years. Wow. It all started in 2003. We have Peter Dukes to thank for this Thank you, Peter recipe. Dukes, for the PSL. Yeah, he ran a team of... Basically, scientist experiment chef humans People, yes. um, on the seventh floor of the Starbucks headquarters in Seattle, Washington, and they just it really took off from wow. day one. Yeah. And this is something that I think is so interesting. He says, in the first week of the market test, we knew we had a winner. And back then, we would have to call store managers on the phone to see how new beverages were doing. And he says you could hear the excitement in Aww. their voices. The managers were probably making a lot of money off the PSL. Pumpkins are so sentimental. <laughs> they are ripping my heartstrings. <laughs> this, is, this is not just a spooky episode. It's a sentimental episode. <laughs> I'm tearing up. <laughs> Um, so alongside the pumpkin spice latte, this kind of like triggered the um, creation of a bunch of other pumpkin spice things. So I was looking up some of the things you can get in pumpkin spice, and there are a lot, especially if you go to Trader Joe's. My um, college roommate, if she ever listens to this, um, she actually went to Trader Joe's like the first week of fall and just bought every single pumpkin spice thing they had because mm. they have like almond beverage, like waffle mix, like so many things. So wow. I thought that was really funny. I that went, is hilarious. She had like pumpkin spice ice cream. It was really funny. <laughs> um, but some of the things that I found that were extra weird, they have pumpkin spice salsa. So I yeah, guess salsa is a thing, so it's not that weird. But They had it on sample one day, and I went over to try it, and there was none left. So mm. I just called it a day. So I'm never <laughs> trying this ever in my entire life. <laughs> they also have pumpkin spice cliff bars. Um, sounds kind of good. Pumpkin yeah. spice waffles, as I mentioned. Bagels. Um, pumpkin spice mini wheats. So if you're a fan of mini wheats, you can get them in pumpkin spice. Also pumpkin spice M&M's. How do they? do that. m and has more flavors than anything in the world. <laughs> and then lastly, um, pumpkin spice oatmeal as well as yogurt. So trying to sneak that pumpkin spice somewhere in your morning routine. Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah. Um, hashtag trendy as far as pumpkins go, am I right? You are. You've never been wrong. Well, I feel like the podcast so far has already been so many fun facts about the pumpkin, but I guess we can throw out a few more. Yeah, the, basically when you open up a pumpkin and all the seeds come out, it's just like fun facts flying at you, like funfetti. It's basically the same idea. And then you roast them and you have a great snack. It's perfect. Amen. Um, so we're just going to go through a few fun facts about the pumpkin. So did you know the largest pumpkin pie ever baked was in 2005 and it weighed 2,020 pounds? That's that is ridiculous. I want to see that even... pie. We should find a picture of it. We should, but it's a podcast. <laughs> so I'm sorry, viewers. Sorry. Listeners? Listeners. Listeners. <laughs> um, pumpkins are also a great source of vitamin A, vitamin B, potassium, protein, as well as iron. So eat your pumpkins, folks. Yeah, please. Um, the pumpkin, squash, and gourd are all terms that are used to describe the same fruit. So Interesting. It's just, it goes interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Don't get overwhelmed. And did you know that Illinois grows more pumpkins than any other state in the United States? 
I didn't know that until I read that. That's fascinating. Um, and in fact, 80% of all the pumpkins produced commercially in the United States are produced within a 90-mile radius of Peoria, Illinois. So within this one city, like, with its 90-mile radius, all the pumpkins. 80%. That's so fascinating. That's a lot of pumpkins. I found it interesting. So I'm originally from the East Coast, and I've recently moved to the West Coast. And in the East Coast, we go pumpkin picking off, like, I remember going all the time when I was younger and it was a big memory of the fall and here they just put pumpkins in parking lots they and do. have kids run around them it's so fascinating yeah, the pumpkin patches here are in the urban I don't know urban west coast environment because like in Oregon we would go to like a muddy pumpkin patch and it was like an exciting <laughs> time but California you need to work on your pumpkin patches it is fascinating um the heaviest pumpkin weighed 1,810 pounds, 8 ounces, and was grown in Minnesota in October 2010. The Midwest is killing it. Yeah, they have a lot of, some large pumpkins out there, I hear. And, yeah, any other, I mean, we talked about how pumpkins are part of Halloween. I think that's a really big fun fact. Yeah, um, pumpkins are just else? fun all around. Pumpkins are fun. Like, you can carve them, like, you can eat them. What can't you do with pumpkins? Yeah, you can smash them. <laughs> you can also day. smash them. <laughs> talked about pumpkins for quite some time you're probably wondering how should I consume the next pumpkin that I purchase or maybe it's canned pumpkin not as good but that's okay and the recipe that I want to talk about today is actually pumpkin risotto so this is going to be a pumpkin risotto with sage and sage is one of my favorite herbs mostly because it grows a lot here it's in California native and it just I do love sage it smells really good it's super soft it's delicious so to make this pumpkin risotto, you're going to start with one cup of arborio rice, that's the fancy risotto rice, and then you're going to need some veggie broth, some water, um, you're going to want to dice up an onion, you're going to want to have about one third cup of pumpkin puree, and you don't want that to be pumpkin pie filling because that'll make this risotto super weird, so you just want to get straight up pumpkin puree, or maybe make your own pumpkin puree, it'll be extra fresh. Then yeah. you're going to have some maple syrup, um, some apple cider vinegar, cinnamon, orange zest, paprika, cayenne, salt and pepper as well as those sage leaves. So to start this off, you're just going to kind of want to caramelize the onion in the pan with a little olive oil, and then you're going to add in the rice, get it kind of toasted, and then you're going to slowly pour in um, a half a cup of broth and just let it soak in. So that's the thing about risotto is you really have to give it your time and attention because you have to keep stirring it, but I promise the end result will be super delicious. So basically you just want to get through those five cups of liquid, just keep stirring, it might take about a half an hour, throw in all of your spices, throw in your pumpkin puree, mix it up, serve it with a sage leaf on top, sounds delicious. What do you think? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm busy just <laughs> trying Salivating. to get to the store, figuring out what one's going to be open right now so I can get all those ingredients. <laughs> I'm actually thinking this recipe might be a great one for Friendsgiving, so we'll see what happens. Oh, and <laughs> if you decide to make this pumpkin risotto, just let us know how it goes. You can email us, Facebook message us, just yell at us from wherever you are. Oh, my <laughs> heart. <laughs> Let's get to that garden, shall we? Let's grow some pumpkins. Let's grow some freaking pumpkins. <laughs> and it's best to start outside because transplanting them is very difficult. Mm -hmm. So you just start from the very beginning. Okay. 
Um, there are th- three different types of pumpkins specifically that you might want to think about. Okay. Um, so if you're looking for a pumpkin to make a pumpkin pie with, you're going to want to go for the baby Pam. The baby Pam pumpkin. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're looking for the tiny pumpkin. Oh, I do like the tiny pumpkins. I would put googly eyes on them. They're so cute. Oh, well, you want the Jack B. Little variety then, <laughs> which is even more adorable. <laughs> and if you want to make a jack-o'-lantern to carve into, you're going to want the Connecticut field. Yeah, Connecticut Pretty interesting, right? Um, so pumpkins are pretty frost sensitive, so you're going to want to wait until the weather is about 70 degrees or higher, and the chance of frost is obsolete. Okay. Pretty fun. Everyone likes to be warm. Yeah, so after winter is maybe? Yeah. Got June it. is around probably the best time. You're going to want like uh, 75 to, I believe, 125 days. Okay. Um, before. To allow the pumpkin to because you need it by mature. Halloween, like there's right. no other reason to grow a pumpkin. Exactly. Almost. So if you want it by Halloween, you're gonna want to plant it by June. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it won't be mature enough, and Makes it's just too sad. And if you wait too long, then the frost will come in the fall. Yeah. And then you're in trouble again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're just gonna put your pumpkin seed in about an inch or two deep into the soil, and then they start sprouting in seven to ten days. Oh, that's so fast. Isn't that so fast? And you don't have to pay attention to which side of the seed you put it in. Just throw it in and and it will start to grow. Some seeds will recommend that you plant them on a mound, but that's only necessary if you're not using well-draining soil. Okay. Because they need a lot of drainage. They can't get too too wet. They do need a lot of water, which is interesting. They don't want to sit in the water. They just want the water to, like, drink it. I get it. I get it. And to avoid disease, you're going to want to water directly where the seed was planted. You don't want to get too much water on the seed, on the leaves themselves. Mm-hmm. And you also want to water in the morning. Okay. And, and so this way it doesn't allow the water to sit there overnight and get cold. Cool. They really like to be warm. And they like to make us warm too, you yeah. know, in the fall with some pie and everything. Pumpkins are super cool. They have great flowers. They grow on a vine. Like, what's not to like? Yeah, their vines grow to be 20 to 30 feet what? long. That's so long. So you need a, a lot of space for them. And you're if possible, you're going to want to allow your vines to grow in the same direction as the wind typically blows. I don't really know how you figure that out. So if you can't, you can get some some cloth to put over your pumpkins to protect them. Um, And then when you are cutting the stem and harvesting them, you're going to want to allow the stem to be at least six inches long if you can um, because the longer the stem, the less likely it is to rot. So if you pull your stem off right away, it's going to rot more quickly. I did not know that. Interesting, right? Very cool. And then in order for a pumpkin to last a long time, once you have harvested it, you're going to want to not water it seven to ten days before you harvest okay interesting very fine i I don't think it sounds too difficult you just be careful with the watering we should grow some pumpkins this june yep i'm in (laughs) sold already we can't get sad every time but yes oh no these vegetables go by so fast they really do we get really into it we do like hours of research and then it's gone in like less than 15 minutes it's just gone and we have to move on to a new vegetable speaking of which what do you think we should do next also we didn't talk about how the pumpkin is actually a fruit it's not even a vegetable even though we all consider it one so it's so sad but the pumpkin is a fruit Think about that for a little bit. (laughs) I can't. I simply can't. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this spooky episode in honor of Halloween. And 
Yeah, send let us, us pictures of you in your costumes or with your carved pumpkins. Yeah, we didn't carve any pumpkins. Um, whoops. Uh, <laughs> we did see some pumpkins, so we've participated. <laughs> I'm currently knitting my <laughs> Halloween costume, if yeah. that counts. <laughs> um, yeah, let us know what you're going to be for Halloween. I'm going to be Rosie the Riveter. And Bridget over here was Jane Goodall, so pretty I was exciting. Jane Goodall. It was the best Jane Goodall I've ever seen besides the real one. I can't. Oh my god. Okay, now I need to cry. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for See listening. You next week. <laughs>